previously on the Hired Swords. Do you ever c- call out to someone and you d- d- don't hear anything? Like you're yelling as as loud as you can, but no no one responds. It, it can make a per- person feel lonely, like no no one's there to to, to listen or show them they're there. This place, d- 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 it doesn't feel right. I, I don't even know how I can sleep. I mean, th- there's these creatures that just keep staring at us, but yet won't talk to us. I mean, who are they? W- what are they? Ugh. It doesn't matter, I, I guess, that they won't talk. I, I mean, I tried, just n- no response. I tried talking to the plants. There's no wildlife here. I just... I think for the first time, I'm I'm scared. I don't know what to do here. I just want to help. Please talk to me. I'm here for you. listening to The Hired Swords, the cautionary tale of what happens when a couple of friends play some D&D. Everybody clap in three, two, one. We tried. We always do. Good Mine attempt. was awesome. I did a good job. What a jerk. What a jerk. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Hired Swords. I am your Dungeon Master, Michael. Joining me today is Blaze, playing Kriggs Galder, Sovereign Ember Oak, Mushroom Daddy the Third. That's me! (laughs) Also, Derek's here. He's Davin. Just Davin. I got no extra names. Don't forget Joxer, that's played by Mikey Guy. Yeah, that's me. Uh, did any of you ever own one of those little birds that dips their head in the water? I never did, but I thought they were neat. I don't think anybody's ever actually owned those things. They're just Someone there. had to. I Someone saw them at restaurants next to the toothpicks. <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird place Can for them. Can one actually own one of those, though? <laughs> hey, let's not forget Ash. <laughs> She's Gwendolyn. Hi, Ash. Harry. Harry. Well, when we last left off, we were in the untouched lands or something that seemed like it could be the untouched lands, at least. We touched them, though. They're, they're now touched now lands. Now they're the Fran lands. Yeah, they're in my pocket. I have <laughs> and pocket that's right. soil. Ash took a little bit, or Gwen took a little bit, put it in her pocket, and uh, we walked through there a little bit, kind of keeping our eyes on the eyes that are watching us, until we decided we were so exhausted we needed to take a night to rest. And so they started to, the party started to settle in and rest after a little conversation about how we should treat bugs and weird stuff we did as we were kids and weird things about us now, including enjoying the smell of our own flatulence. We then started to rest and 
Gwendolyn was awakened suddenly by a sudden pain in her gut as something was making attacks upon her, followed by Krigsgalder experiencing the same feeling. Something unseen is attacking the party. Gwendolyn failed at an attempt to cast a spell that would help them maybe track down what this creature might be. And we find ourselves, after Krigs calling to awaken the rest of the party, we find ourselves with everyone awake. Jocks are currently down inside his uh, brew hole where he's brewing. Uh, I'm going to say, oh, what's your passive perception, Joxer? Passive perception is 11. So you, you above 10 is good. You heard an ec- a faint shouting from outside this uh, magical hole that you were able to climb down inside of. Something that feels a little urgent. And you rolled the highest on your, uh, on your initiative so you can go ahead and take your turn now as we enter this combat. You know what? Because uh, I, I didn't actually roll initiative for, uh, for spell slots who helps me oh. out in the brew hole. Great. So Should do just that. as a curiosity. Nat 20. Straight up nat 20. Nice. Go spell slots. Yeah. So I don't know if you want that to be before or after me or concurrently or whichever. Uh, well, he'll it'll be before you because you're at 18. So, okay. Then you can um, have him go and then you go. Yeah. Then if he also knew my urgency, he would normally do his, uh, his little cast on my end where he would give me one of his, uh, um spell so i would be invigorated by haste okay you have haste currently All right which just gives me a little bit of extra oomph here and then so that's a solid min max move it is it's it <laughs> is it was really the best for what joxer it was the best for joxer <laughs> just joxer's best in in that moment uh okay so uh with with a little bit of haste um I will I will leave spell slots in in my brew hole and okay. I will leap out and uh, or climb out and leap whatever whatever actions uh, ensue there and I will um you know what all right so once I get out of the hole what do I see about me when you get out you see. Kriegsgalder standing there with his hammer looking for what to attack uh, after having cast a spell to help Gwendolyn a little bit. You see Gwendolyn, just as a spell dissipates uh, as she's tried to cast a spell to kind of highlight whatever's attacking them, and she's also looking around. You see Davin starting to kind of rise and trying to find his, his, uh, his senses as he's starting to wake up a little bit as he is going to be next, and that's kind of all you see right now. Well, that is super unfortunate. So, so what I'm going to do, um, I'll probably run, uh, I guess, a little closer to to the group here. So I'm kind of next to Kriggs and um, Gwen, and okay. then I'm just gonna I'm gonna disappear for a second. And for an action, okay. I'm gonna use Astral Refuge. Great. In which I just poof, go into uh, another dimension for a half second, and I will cast um, some things on myself, which will be Shadow Blade. So I get Shadow Blade, and I get Armor of Agathist. Okay. And then I poof back. In that uh, uh, 
Astral Refuge, did I see anything that might resemble an enemy around uh, Kriegs and Gwen? When you go into that Astral Refuge, no, you don't. You don't. And it looks like a completely different space that you're in completely. And the time you spend in there, it, it, you don't see the, the trees and the forest floor and everything. You're almost like in this floating expanse right okay. now in this, at this point. That slight delay in your voice for you don't see anything. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> All right. Then um, I guess at this point, if I don't if it doesn't seem like they are being consumed in our previous experience, then I don't know. I'll probably blindly swing a blade to a direction away from them. Okay. Um, and see if I can hit something. Okay. Just knowing that this darkness is trash and I hate it. All right. Make an attack roll with disadvantage. Okay. <laughs> and roll a d4 to see if you'd go north. Actually, or d6. So oh, that's a 14 plus something. And that is a 15 plus something. So uh, both of those are plus seven. So 22. Okay. No, 21. Um, And you said a d4? Yeah, we'll do a D four. See which in the cardinal directions you you attack. That fell to the floor. Let's see where it, uh four. All right, so you 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 attack directly like diagonal southeast of where you're standing, and as you swing that attack, uh, you you feel like you strike solid and hit nothing. There's nothing there. Unfortunate. That is yes. where I have to end my turn. All right, so that is going to take us now to Davin's turn. Davin's going to jump up. What, what's going on? What's, what's happening? And not seeing anything, not knowing what's going on, I'm going to cast Mage Hand. Though you don't see it, there's a, uh, my invisible Mage Hand pops up right next to Gwendolyn, just like as an extra little protection for her. Uh, and then I'm going to rush toward the group, um, keeping probably, um, I guess I'm not that far away from everybody. I'm going to rush back kind of like behind Joxer a little bit. Okay. Um, just so that we're kind of in a little formation here to ready to attack. Okay. So you, uh, you rush over there and you kind of prepare yourself. And just as you do, um, a, oh, come on. Uh, nope. That's one. Oh, two of those in a row, huh? Yeah, so just as you do, you hear uh, in over near Carmen, you, you hear where Carmen was laying, you hear him kind of cry out like, oh, like, a, like a startle almost, and uh, he, uh, he kind of stands up quickly inside this, in, just you see his head kind of poke out from behind the bushes, and he begins looking around like, what was that? What's going on? And... Uh, and then just as you experience that, you then, does a 16 hit you, Davin? It does. Okay. So a 16 and a 9 is not going to hit. So you suddenly feel this same cold just come over you, and it's like you got hit by this huge gust of wind, and it just knocks the breath out of you. You take 10 bludgeoning damage. All right. And you suddenly just get this wind knocked out of you. 
like that. And you feel that same kind of cold that you've heard everybody kind of shivering and you experience that as well. And then it seems to leave you just as quickly as you felt it. And that takes us to Krig's turn. It was bludgeoning damage, right? Because I'm uh, resistant to cold. Yeah, it was bludgeoning. Got it, got it. All right. Uh, I am going to... Hmm, I guess I'm going to cast my... Was it a spell or was it, was it a, 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 there it is. I'm uh, going to cast Divine Sense as an action. I can detect good and evil until the end of the next turn. I can sense anything affected by the hollow spell or know the location of any celestial fa- fiend or undead within 60 feet that is not behind total cover. Okay. So as you, you begin to go into this, uh, this, state where you can see these things and experience this you once again see what you know to be necklace a necklace around davin's neck and and uh i believe if i remember correctly joxer has the other necklace still correct yes yeah so you see or did orange necklace it was destroyed right or like there were well, two. One was destroyed. The other one was sent back to Joxer. Yeah, yeah. So I have. So you that. see that aura still in Joxer's bag. Imagine I still um, see spell slots. And you see, well, he's in the brew hole, so he's kind oh. of in a pocket dimension right now. You wouldn't see him pocket plane, but you do not see anything else around you. So that makes awesome. you feel like these are not whatever is happening is not undead, fey, fiend, or celestial. Uh. And with my last little bit of action, which isn't really an action, I'm going to just kind of call out, does anyone see anything at all? Anywhere? What, what do we hit? And that'll be my turn. All right, Gwendolyn. Um, when Craig's asked that, Gwendolyn's just kind of in pain. Um, and so she starts to... She starts to think of a spell that she hasn't used in a long time. Um, and she starts saying in Elvish to herself, Nature, I seek thee, find the tree in me, and I cast Guardian of Nature. And okay, in that, let's see what that um, does. Dictionary, likes, here we come. Volume yeah. basically one. Her, her <laughs> skin's coming down with, like, it's becoming bark-like, and her hair is becoming more like ivy um, as she turns into this tree, um, which is the great tree. Yes, um, queen. Cool. Yes. And what is cool about it is I get 10 temporary hit points. Yeah, you so do. I get 10 more. <laughs> and then, um, I get to make sa- constitution saving throws with advantage, uh, dexterity and wisdom based attack rolls with advantage. And then, um, while I'm on the ground, the ground within 15 feet of me is difficult terrain for my enemies, so not my friends. Um, Okay. So people are, I'm able to, like, move them, I would think, as my people walk around. Makes sense. Cool. That's a neat one. Yeah. And that's all in a bonus action. I've been waiting to use this. Yeah, that's a bonus action. So what are you going to do with your action? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Um level four spell though i am <laughs> i want to see if you'll let me do this i'm gonna do talk to plants to myself if possible <laughs> since i'm a tree 
I is love that, how they did. Is that a? Is that a? What kind of spell is that? What level? Let me look. Is it a cantrip? Level three. Oh, you can't cast two spells in one. But what if turn. one's bonus action? Only if it's a cantrip and a spell, not two spells. Mike, you're not letting me play the game. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. that one's always a weird one. Like I, I that that rule is so weird to me. Listeners, this is Mike's fault. Just kidding. Uh, clearly, <laughs> but it kind of is. If you stop listening to this podcast right what now, we understand. Cool? What happened that to cool, the Mike? Rule was cool, Mike. <laughs> um, I think it's cool sometimes to follow the written rules. No, the rules oh, are ouch. cool. Uh, the rules are bad cool. Coming out of your mouth, I can taste yeah. it myself. That's palpable, <laughs> palpable bad flavor. I'm going to um, cast my spirit totem. Okay. As well. What's that one? Is that a just like an ability? It's, a, or? it's also a bonus action. Um, no. Let's say this. Let's say this. Okay. Okay. You can you can cast a cantrip or do an a, a regular a, like attack action or something like that or movement. That's what I want to do. I'm gonna do a regular attack action. Okay. So we'll erase everything that came out of my mouth after I became a tree, <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> Gwendolyn basically like use her tree bark hands that are now like sprouts of branches um and tries to swipe at the sky okay um make an attack roll okay and what guy do you mean this guy just kidding uh the Which air guy? where oh the sky uh not this <laughs> the guy sky. you can't take this guy from me That's my attack. not with 46 of them 4d6. <laughs> that weirdly okay. sounded like, oh, and uh, brought me back. Tales. I like guess I would just roll a nine. You rolled a nine? Yes. Great. So you're, you swipe out with your, with your tree branch hands, I guess, tree bark hands. Yes. And just, there's just air. There's nothing. I can't see them. What is this? That's it. Okay. And that's going to take us to Carmen's turn. Carmen Stone, my dear friend, is going to run his little self back into the trees and make a stealth check. Try to hide. He rolled a natural that one. Sounds Gosh. About right. <laughs> It's a bad choice. So he uh, tries to tuck himself away with a natural one. He gets an 11 stealth, uh, right? No, he gets a 14 with a natural one stealth. So he tries to hide himself over in the trees and he's uh, just looking around just, and he calls out, tell me where to throw my dagger. Just tell me where to throw it as he looks around, calling out to you guys to just give him direction on where to throw a dagger, and he'll throw his dagger. So he's going to hold... Like he's going to He's going to hold that dagger throw action. Um, we now come to Joxer again. Unless Spell Slots is doing something from within the, the hole. Uh, so he would be before me, and right. he does not, because he is hiding... Um, well, shoot, this is just unfortunate right now. Um, 
because I don't know really how else to attack things. So I will probably use an action to actually summon spell slots and then probably just spend an action just to see through spell slots and maybe a free action to scream out what direction things are. Okay. So hang on, I was reading something real quick. Tell me what you did with spell slots real quick again. Um, I so apologize. I would because he, I can, I can, you know, as a as an action, or I think it's a bonus action, dismiss him. Yeah. And I, as an action, I can summon him. Yep. And, and you have three hundred actions, so because <laughs> you're hasted. <laughs> yeah. So bonus action, dismiss action, summon, and then I am using an action to. Uh, actually see through like his his blind sight. Okay. So as you go into that blind sight, you suddenly you close your eyes and you just start experiencing what's around you. You're getting this like feeling, this sense of like hue, and you see your four friends in the in the center of this or just surrounding you. There's three friends surrounding you. You see you feel you sense in the distance uh, Carmen over there, you know that's him. And then there are these two other beings nearby, and and they are they're f- like uh, swirling around, like blowing like wind. But it's like this wind is swirling within this one five foot space. And then you see beyond that, the you realize that the creatures that have been surrounding you and watching you and been a part of like constantly with you, they are nowhere in sight. They're gone, and you see now these other two creatures that aren't too far away from you. They're about 10, foot, 10 feet away from, uh, from you on... There's one about 10 feet away from you, kind of diagonal to your south, uh, southwest, and then one about 25, 20 feet away from you, diagonal to your northeast, as they've been kind of dive-bombing through this group and then ending up on the other side of you, it seems. So you are the only one that sees them currently, but you do have... A sense of where they are okay so and you can correct me i'm gonna draw something on the map because where i i feel like the brew hole was gonna be would have been yeah. pretty close to where i was which was about Great. here okay. um so I'd, i i would pretty much yell just like can you explain it, that for the listeners yeah so so whenever i i jumped out of the brew hole i just I didn't move very far because it was pretty close i wanted everybody to be cl- close and so whenever i jumped out I, I probably moved about 12 feet left west ish uh, to, to meet up with Craig's and Gwen and blindly swing at nothing. Um, so I'm I'm uh, where the brew hole is was fairly close to maybe where one is. And and I'm basically going to yell out, you know, uh, you know, five feet northeast of of where the hole where where the brew hole is. OK. And that is about all I can say for Carmen at that point. Okay. Cool. So it takes us to Davin. You heard him call out, try to help you understand where this thing might be. All right. Uh, let's take a gust then. All right. Um, I'm going to um, cast Mold Earth, which okay. allows me to ex- excavate up to five feet of dirt and then 
uh, like toss it basically to the side up to five feet away. So I'm going to see if I can like basically just scoop up a big thing of dirt and just like kind of throw it that direction and see if maybe it'll catch any physical being that might be invisible. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you successfully throw dirt in the direction he's, he told you to throw it. And this, this puff of just like beads and like clods of dirt fly up and, and it, it's not dusty because all this, this earth here is like almost like it's not quite mud, but it's close. And as it shifts over, it then kind of hits this one spot, this, this spot right, ar- right around where Joxer was pointing out. And it kind of, as it hits, it just kind of gets disturbed. It's, its trajectory gets disturbed and it blows around and kind of swirls around and then flies out of this space and lands on the outside of where this creature, I guess, is seems to be hovering and stand or standing. Okay, but, but I saw it. It doesn't stick to it or stay, but you saw where this this dirt was disturbed when it hit this spot. Okay, seeing that area where it seemed to like unnaturally move, um, I'm going to as a bonus action. I'm going to cast a spell as well. Um, yep. the, I'm going to use a quicken spell, and so as a bonus action, I'm going to cast a guiding bolt at, let's do third level, right in that same direction of where I saw that uh, dirt kind of get all displaced. Okay, and that's an attack roll? It is, yes. Okay, that's with disadvantage. No problem. Natural 20 and a 16. Ooh, 16 Uh, plus? 16 plus 9, so that's Uh, 25 to hit. That hits real nice, but... uh, so yeah, so what's the guiding bolt do to him? Uh, so it's a pretty normal thing that you guys have seen by this point. You see Davin's eyes glow white, and then the white just kind of flows through his body, out his hands, and then he throws it forward, uh, and it does radiant damage, 6d6 radiant damage. Ouchie! Four, five, six. And 22 radiant damage. All right. And then uh, whoever attacks it next has advantage. It says, uh, before the next turn, on a hit, the target takes 46 radiant damage, and the next attack roll made against the target before the end of your next turn has advantage, thanks to the mystical dim light glittering on the target until then. Yeah, so you see this glow just emanate from this air, this this, this, uh, space, and this glow emanates, and as it does... It starts to fade out, but before it fades out, the next person's turn comes up. Uh, then, yeah, everybody else's turn will come up. So um, is that your whole turn, Davin? Um, yeah, now that I see where it is, I'm also going to move a little bit. So I'm kind of right behind Joxer. I'm going to take another five feet step back just so I'm not right on top of everyone. Okay. All and right. And so this thing, as it, um, as it begins to... Uh, as it begins to realize that it's been noticed, uh, it's going to move itself in. It's in it's, difficult terrain, if that matters. Uh, it has no effect on this creature because it hovers. Oh, good. And so yeah, it's, going, it's going to um, make its two slam attacks on uh, Joxer. Cause it oh, I also yell, Carmen, there! Throw there! Okay. And it's making these attacks with advantage as it's invisible. But I can see it. Down. Would that be would that be still an advantage? Uh yes, cuz it's it's not 
Uh, well, I guess to you, maybe it wouldn't be. It, I mean, I rolled two twos, so I mean. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a moot point. Even still. I, I just, just curiosity at that point. It's... Yeah, the second one, I, I mean, I, did, I, I didn't think about the fact that you could, you could see it. No one else could, but you could. Uh, otherwise, the second roll with not, without advantage is a 19. Does so, he touch the ground when he slams? Uh, he does not. 19 does not hit. <laughs> okay. So 19 does not hit. <laughs> so this wind is just blowing around you and you're, you're sensing it, but you kind of feel it coming and sense it coming and you're able to keep from having that. And you can make an opportunity attack as it's used to people not seeing it as it goes past you to try Ooh. to get away. So that's going to be 5, 10, 15, 20, right. 25 more feet there. Uh, and yeah, you can make your opportunity attack against it. It's a 19 plus 7. It hits. Yeah, Why were you but, disappointed in that? Because it wasn't a 20. If you, oh, okay, I mean, okay. At, at a, 20 or nothing. Like, <laughs> oh, darn. I definitely if, hit for at sure. A, at a it's 19. max or min. Yeah, Shoot. I mean, like, <laughs> min max. Shoot. Um, definitely right, so, hit it. Ah. So that is the D8 and the D8. And okay. Two, seven, and six. So 13, 15 plus. What do I get on my. I haven't done this in a while. Weapons. Weapons. Where are my weapons? Hopefully in your hands. Yeah. It's a plus four. All right. So uh, 19 psychic damage. Oof, duh. So that 19 does some damage. And so this thing, as it as it starts to move away from you, you swipe at it with your weapon and it just kind of, um, it just kind of uh, swirls around and parts of it dissipate as it shuffles back towards, back away to try to uh, get away from you. And then um, the second one comes up. You you see it, Joxer, but Kriggs does not as it comes up and makes its two attacks on Kriggs. Definitely with advantage because Kriggs can't see it. Uh, a nat... I- no joke. Not gonna lie. I'm taking a picture. I rolled a nat twenty and a nat one. That's so good. I was about and to say he off. clearly just wow. just moved his hands over there and made two nat twenties, but it's fine. <laughs> no, no, no. It's super I saw weird. Just the dice. <laughs> I don't do those things. I'm a good boy. Good boy. Sorry, I'm sending you this picture right now in the Discord because. I've never seen anything like it. So guess which one rolled the nat one? Definitely the hired swords, big fat honker dice. And the nat 20 is my other die. So the nat 20, because it's advantage, hits. Oh, and so old Bucky Buck trying to save me. Yeah, she was. Uh, so 16 damage. That was eight doubled. 16 damage from that first hit. Second hit right. with advantage. Second attack with advantage. Don't know if it's a hit. Is a four and then a seven plus six. Thirteen is definitely not going to hit you. No. So 16 total damage. All right. And then, Joxer, you see the thing back away quite a ways. And uh, that takes us now to Krieg's turn. Well, I feel com- completely powerless against an enemy like this. I tried my best to. Uh, see it to, to gain some kind of advantage. I have no tactical advantage against a creature I cannot see, especially being so face-to-face combat melee-oriented. Um, but I also stand understand in, in combat 
just because I don't have my advantage doesn't mean I'm at a disadvantage. Uh, I'm going to think back to training and tactics, and I'm going to, uh, I know that I can help everyone else achieve whatever goals they have set in attacking these things. Uh, and I'm going to cast a spell. You're going to see, cool. you're going to see Kriggs take his hand. You're going to see it, it glowing. It kind of, uh, as he looks at it, you'll see the, the greenish blue phosphorescent glow on his face. He's going to raise his hand kind of in a fist. And then he is going to bring the fist, the hand down and strike the ground, the earth with his palm. Uh, and I'm going to cast aura vitality. And uh, with that, uh, for up to a minute, uh, healing energy will radiate around me, specifically in an aura in a 30-foot radius. And until that spell ends, uh, that aura moves with me, centered around me. And I can use a bonus action to cause a creature, including myself, to regain 2d6 hit points. And I am going to um, bring my hand back up, and I'm going to push it forward. and send healing energy towards Gwendolyn in her tree form currently. Uh, what is your mm-hmm. HP at this moment? Oh, let me look at it. It is 90. What's your out max? of 104. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it to the HP to Gwen right now. And you get healed for I literally rolled two sixes. You get 12 HP. Oh Sweet. my gosh. <laughs> Wow. Uh, and then I'm going to sit there and just, I'm going to bring my shield back up and just wait for the next strike uh, on me and not really sure where it's going to come. I just keep my head on a swivel. Okay. Sounds good. All right. And so Gwen gets a little bit of HP. And that takes us now to Gwen's turn. Yay. I get, I'm going to do my spell that you're going to, might not let me do. <laughs> okay. Can I. So I want to do speak to plants, but to myself, since I'm a tree. How do you feel about that? Can I convince you? I mean, yeah. I mean, you're not a tree. You're you with tree skin and hair, but you but can... there's tree parts on me. Sure. But yeah, well, this, I'm, I want to know what you're going to do, so of course you could try this. Absolutely. <laughs> At the end of this whole spiel, Mike will be like, nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, Give me the... Sh- I want, I'm in it for the spiel. Okay, great. So, people know what Speak to Plants is. I'm going to be whispering and elvish to myself, just nonstop little whispers going through it. And the ground beneath us that that has like little branches um, or roots that are sticking up from the ground, I'm going to make them fall back down. And I want them to make at least a five-foot wall in like a 20 foot radius or a 20 foot like diameter of a circle so smaller than what was before and what's going to happen is I'm going to use these roots as like a barrier and I I talk to the ivy that are a part of the roots so the little saplings that are starting to grow and um, become alive Uh Uh, when a creature passes through them, I'm going to have them warn me and wiggle. Oh, cool. Like as okay. if there's a wind. Yep. Okay. Okay. Cool. 
I feel you. So the circle, so the circle will shrink down from thirty diameters to twenty, and then there would be a five foot barrier of a wall. So you're, so you're, yeah, you're yeah. taking the ones from like the outside edges or whatever and bringing them in to sticking to them raise up, raise them up. Yep. Yes. Okay. Cool. You're creating yourself like an alarm system around you. There yes. are so many circles on this map now. Wait, yeah, I know. It's doing, pretty great. You're doing the uh, live, laugh, a, love, mama. Spell. We've got a we got a yeah. Venn diagram on the map almost. <laughs> cool. Okay. Yeah, I like that. That's a fun idea. So okay, yeah, cool. so you're you're you guys see Grin. Gwyn just starts whispering <laughs> under her breath, and these vines just start to retract and then rise up around her and create this, say, f- about a five foot wall around you. And, uh, and so there's this wall, circular wall around all of you now as you're in this terrain, this like roots terrain that, that you, that hasn't been impeding you, but, but, uh, yeah. So, and Davin, you're standing right on the outside of this wall currently. All right. Carmen is as well, it seems. And then, so is that your whole turn, Gwyn? Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Then if that's the case, then that's going to be Carmen's turn now. Carmen is going to throw his dagger at the last spot he heard he should throw it. So he hurls a dagger. He throws two, actually. And they fly past where your... um, where you're, where you told them to, they go right on target, right to the spot, but they fall harmlessly about ten feet beyond where he was aiming. And he pulls his hands back, and they both appear in his hands again. And he says, well, "That's where you said, isn't it?" And that's his whole turn as he kind of tucks himself back away, hiding. Uh, Joxer or spell slots. Yeah, no, spell slots is uh, MIA at this point, just uh, just guiding me. And uh, yep. you'll you definitely see the other two, the two monsters, though. Yeah. Um, well, you're just late. And um, shoot, there's a wall around us now. You're welcome. <laughs> you can still sense, like, you can still see or sense where they are, but how, you don't have eyes on them. How tall is really this wall anyway. that you created? Yeah, you said five, five foot. Five foot. Yeah, uh, Kriggs can't see me. over it. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> Kriggs, and it's not going to be like, um, think more like it's a, not a head like, raise. Yeah. Yeah. Think yeah. more like a loose, loose, uh, branch, tree branch. A bramble. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just, it's just more like ranged attacks or, now they're like at least half cover. Sure, yeah. something like that. It's like flimsy noodles sticking up from the ground. You can walk through them probably. Oh yeah, no, it, I can. It is tubes there. Sure, just go over there. <laughs> ground noodles. <laughs> you don't eat ground noodles in your spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti. Um, okay. Oh shoot. Um, that changes a couple of things. Do, do, do. What does this do? I love what when you guys do? mess up each other's plans. I <laughs> know. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. And we do it a lot. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, all right. So that one I can't do. I guess, I mean, I guess I could try to like lob the shadow blade up and over like towards the wind. 
Man, I'll allow it. You give it a try. Yeah, yeah, I'll give. Just use Eldridge Blast, dude. Oh, it's just I don't I don't have it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Blast you, through them. <laughs> blast through them brambles. Um, can uh, would you say it is dim light? Yeah. Uh, sure. so uh, Shadow Blade just randomly has advantage for dim light. So yeah, yeah, that's fine. Totally min maxing. Yeah. Hey, all right. So that was a seven and 14 plus seven. So 21. That'll hit even with a little bit of extra cover. Yeah. Um, all right. So, rainbows up over arcs over and yeah. Um, and that will be. This is our new strategy for any fight. <laughs> just put a wall and just a lot of things. <laughs> it's Gwen's bunker. Great. Yeah. Six, 11. <laughs> Uh, 19 plus 4, 23 psychic damage. Nice. Um, as that just my, oh floats my. up. Yeah. Um, and I will, as a bonus action, call it back and I guess lop it again. Do it again. <laughs> it's just, just keep... As this thing starts to, the, the wind and everything starts to swirl around even more. You see this like agitation happening in this thing. That is another 14. And a 16, so 20. Two hits. Yeah. Or well, well, one hit one, that they both hit, yeah. either would have hit. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that wasn't quite as good. So that's 10 plus 4, 14. 14 psychic damage. All right. So once and, again, you see yeah. this. Yeah, you see this sword like arch over and just land in this in this creature and somehow pierce something like what is happening there's nothing there and then it vanishes back into joxer's hand as this as joxer sees this thing the agitation increase even more and davin's turn you're on the outside of the wall but you're we're still friends i think <laughs> oh boy you, you might have seen that dark blade just lob in that spot twice <laughs> yeah um Davin feels like he would probably just be safer being in the circle with everybody else. Can I fight through the? Yes, the you can go through ramble? there at half speed for ten feet okay. of movement. So the 10, I'm like right on the edge. So well, five is going to cost you ten. We'll just call okay. it that. That's fine. Go right back to where I was last round. Okay. Um, and now that I'm in there, I, I'm going to start casting a spell, and I'm going to just hold a firebolt. Um, and I'm going to cast it at the first motion that I see of those brambles Great. moving. Okay. Cool. That's what I'd do. Just kidding. Okay. Awesome. Uh, is that everything then? That's it. Yep. That's all my turn. All right then. Well, uh, get your firebolt ready because bad guy number one is going straight for Joxer. He knows where the hurt, hurt is coming from. So as he hits, sure enough, as this creature hits these, this bramble, you see the leaves and things growing off these roots start to just rattle, just shake in the breeze as he grows through. So you can make your attack with disadvantage. All right. Um, that is, you know what? I'm going to be safe and make sure that I hit this because I have a feature called favor by the gods. If I uh, miss a saving throw or attack roll, well, it says once per turn, if you fail a saving throw or miss with an attack roll. So I guess I have to decide can, first that it misses. You can know Well, it says if you miss, so you can know what it is. You can know if you miss and then decide. Okay. Well, I rolled a 15. Oh, that hits. Okay. Well, then I won't do it. Right. Then I'll just, I'll just do the damage. Great. I rolled was three D ten. It was yes. Okay, cool. Three D ten fire nice. damage. Ouch. Yep, which is fifteen. 
15 fire damage. All right. So you, this fire just like engulfs this thing. And, and as it does, it like it, as it hits the creature, you see kind of the outline of this and, and Kriggs, you can see it too, as it burns away and evaporates this, this, this air and the, the fire actually starts to glow a little brighter for just a split second before it goes out and completely. And then this thing does make two slam attacks at Joxer. The first one is a 18. Negative. And the second one's a natural one. Negative. So <laughs> two fails. And on that second one, the flames reignite and, and it swirls around and uses the last of its movement to, <clears throat> excuse me, uses the last it of can, its... Yeah. As it made that last attack and uh-huh. missed, and I could see the swirling flame, Yep. and I got that first glimpse of the enemy in a position close to me that I can do anything, I'm going to use Sentinel Attack. When a creature within cool. five feet of me makes an attack against a target other than me, I'm using my reaction to make a melee weapon attack against that attacking creature. Cool, do it. That's awesome. I rolled a seven plus. What is my hammer's hit? Plus a lot. If only we've been playing this for like more (laughs) than a year. Seven plus eight, so fifteen. That do that it. All right. Damage. (laughs) That's a lot of dice. Yeah. Disregard. Uh, I rolled an eight damage plus my improved. What does that do? I've not had it long enough to remember entirely what it does. I think it just does radiant damage, even if you don't cast. You don't have to cast Divine Smite special. It does a portion of the radiant damage automatically. Yeah. I think it's something uh, like it's that. It's a 1d8 radiant damage. So yeah. let me roll a d8 and I'll add that. I dare you to. Just try and stop me. Ooh, a one. God, that's a one. So nine total damage. All right. So this this thing glows quickly with this radiant damage. And it goes out real quick as this thing is, it just, uh, Joxer, you see it very still, just kind of barely hovering there at this point, uh, going from complete and utter just chaos as the air swirled and moved around to now just this wisp slow wisps of air as this thing seems to be on its last legs or breeze i guess it doesn't have legs and so this other creature now comes straight down to Kriggs and makes two slam attacks against him with advantage as it's you don't see him a nine and an eight for crying out loud Aha! and then the second one oh five Got and a him. two good Aha! heavens so Please. this one does not hit you and you don't you don't even know it was attacking you. You feel well, you feel the cool breeze. Oh, uh, and you refreshing. do see you do see Gwendolyn this uh the breeze blow through these these um the branches that you have kind of creating this bramble wall as it comes in. Kriggs feels the breeze and then you feel, you see again <laughs> flutter again as the thing goes back out of range. And that takes us now to Krig's turn. All right. Uh, I am going to... It's still not, I, I can't really see much of anything. Uh, I'm going to 
take my bonus action and with my aura vitality, I'm going to turn my hand away from Gwen as I, uh, my, my palm hand, uh, I'm going to turn it to Davin now and give him 2d6 of okay. uh, healing, which okay. you got hurt, didn't you? I did, yes. Oh, you got 10 HP back. I got two fives. That's exactly what I was missing. Nice. And then... <laughs> Topped him off. Beg your pardon? Uh, and then... <laughs> with the remainder of my turn, I'm going to put 20 hit points into myself with Lay on Hands. Okie doke. Can nice. you use Lay on Hands on yourself? Yeah, you can. You have to be able to. Only if you can touch yourself. I can do that. When he thinks about you, he touch himself. Okay. That was a song. That's a song. Yeah, that's, that's a Madonna. <laughs> I think it's Madonna. I don't know. It wasn't. Uh, it was somebody else. When I think about... Oh, no, it was uh, Country. It wasn't I Country. Move on. All right. Is that your whole turn, Kriggs? That's it. All right. That's going to take us to uh, Gwendolyn's turn. After okay. your creative plan, what now? Bear with me. Um, so part another of creative plan. <laughs> part <laughs> of guardian of nature. Um, while I'm on the ground, the ground within 15 feet of me is difficult terrain. Um, I assume I can move. Yeah. And my hedge garden fence will come with me. I think so. Okay. So I'm going to move where I felt the breeze. And I'm going to move to what is my, if I'm back to back with Joxer, it's going to be my left, at least five feet, uh-huh. because I know he was right there. Yeah. So you take a step forward, uh, a big step forward. And when you do this kind of right directly northwest of you, you <laughs> on the wall, you see the leaves start to just flicker as this thing seems to be caught in its, in the brambles there. Then as soon as I do, I reach out with one of my bark hands, and I'm going to do poison spray, which is one of my cantrips. Love that. Perfect. I love that for you. I love that for you. The creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw. Otherwise. I believe that's not great for him. Well, it's not the worst, but it could be better. Sick. Uh, All right. It is a... Ooh, 17 plus 2. 19. Uh, he passes. Mm. Can't roll high on attacks, but okay. Then Gwendolyn's mm. going to just what's ah? Oh, he's right there, and she's pointing to where he's at. Great. Okay. Uh, that's Carmen's turn then. Yeah. So Carmen is going to, as he's hidden, he's going to make two. Returning dagger throws uh, with disadvantage. Uh, the first one is a tw- dirty 20 with rolled an 11 plus 9. Second one is a 12. So the second one misses, but the first one gets sneak attack damage. So Sweet. he's going to roll his damage. So it's a d4 plus 5. Nice. I know I have a D4. There it is. Gathers his dice. And it's a one, unfortunately. So six. Six. And then 
Six D six sneak attack. Four. Six. Thirteen more damage. So a total of nineteen damage. Could have been way better, but it's better than nothing. As he does hit with that one attack, and uh, then with a bonus action, uh, he's going to tuck himself back away as he was, uh, as this dagger's returned back to his hand. Uh, and he says, Thank you! As you told him where to throw his dagger. Uh, now <laughs> that takes us back to Joxer. All right, I have a pretty good idea of where that one is for multiple yes, you reasons. Yeah. Um, but you the one next to me currently. is still still hanging out. Just barely, but yes. All right, so I think I'll just uh, so recall the shadow blade and make two regular attacks. That's not super good. That's better. Four and then a fourteen, and then. A six and a four, so uh, 21 and a 14. No, 13. The 21 hits, the 13 does not. Okay. Do those. That is not as good as I'd prefer. That is a whopping 11 psychic damage. 11 psychic damage as this thing just... And you all feel this like gust of wind on you, uh, Kriggs, Joxer, and Davin, as this thing dissipates completely and is destroyed, returning to its home plane of existence. All right. So, and then the second attack missed. Yeah. So that, well, that works out for me on that end. It didn't really matter. All right. So then for my second actual action, uh, after kind of murmuring, okay, that one, that one's gone. Uh, I'm going to move a little bit around Kriggs, uh, so south and to the west of Kriggs, and aim at that area where I can see that that whirring is, and then where I can mm -hmm. see it through yeah. through that. And I'm going to cast a spell, and it is going to be, uh, we're going to say, sickening radiance. Oh, okay. What's that uh, do? Uh, so a dim greenish light spreads within a 30-foot radius sphere uh, centered on a point you choose. Uh, the light uh, spreads around corners and it lasts until the spell ends. So uh, when the creature moves into the spell's area or starts its turn there, they must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 4d10 radiant damage. 16 constitution saving throw okay so they do succeed um the slide is so kind of saving there or take that radiant damage suffer one level this light makes it possible for the creature to benefit from uh this light makes it impossible for the tree the creature to benefit from being invisible the light at uh all right, so it looks like they do not take uh, damage, but they are not invisible currently. Cool. If that okay. was ever truly a thing. Yeah, that one was definitely invisible other than just you could see the general area because of the flailing of the branches. So is that your whole turn? Uh, yes. So I will place a 30-foot circle on here, and then that yep. will be just the, the thing. Add another circle to the map, buddy. <laughs> Always. Make that's it a green circles. one. 
All right, Davin, it's your turn now. And I can see this thing now? Yeah, you can see this whirling, swirling bit of air just like swirling around and uh, and it's causing the branches there on the edge of this wall to flutter as well. Um, what kind of condition does it look like? Does it look like it's injured? Can I tell at all in any sort of way? Uh, it's hard to tell for sure. It It doesn't look like it's impeded or hindered in any way to you. Yeah. All right. Um, Davin is going to kind of smile and he's going to bring both of his hands forward and you see just like blackness like form in both of his hands and as he brings them together um it's just you see this blackness form around the creature and then just just engulf it and it just completely disappears or hopefully because i'm going to cash banishment okay all right it's Does a, it make a charisma 17 okay charisma Ooh. plus zero i rolled a two Nice. So, so just, this, exactly like you said, this black just envelops this creature and suddenly it's gone. There's nothing there. And is it cast, is it normally like for a minute? Is that the idea? It lasts this? for a minute. And if I hold it for the entire time, if it's not from this plane of existence, it stays permanently gone. And if it so is from this plane of existence, it comes back after one this minute. This thing vanishes. Carmen calls out, where, where did it go? I was seeing it. It's gone again. Keep your eyes open. Keep your heads on the swivel. I got it. I got it. I sent it away. And as, it, as you stand there and everyone waits and the longest minute of your life passes by. Guys, I, I don't know where this thing's from, but it, it could be coming back in just a couple of seconds or it might be gone forever. I don't know. Uh, this light is going to stay for 10 minutes. So if it appears back there, then we'll be fine. All right. It's going to appear back right where it came from. So everyone just kind of surround and get ready to attack. I raise my hammer up, just like fully ready to swing. Uh, Gwendolyn stands her ground. She doesn't move. It I does do one not. Of those superhero Captain America poses. Like, let's, let's do it. <laughs> you guys stand, getting ready, preparing. Seconds pass. Pass. Nothing. It does not return. Slowly, you begin to let your guard down. It doesn't seem like this thing's coming back. I guess it's not from here. Whatever it is. Okay, we really need to figure out how to see in this darkness this isn't working out very well yeah i'm really tired of not being able to see the things that are attacking us you're telling me <laughs> i'm tired of having to look through spell slots it's really kind of a weird sensation to, to be honest all right so that brings up some interesting questions if this thing is not from this world it's not from this universe that we live in where is it from and how did it get here I bet it's pretty handy seeing through spells. Sorry, that joke was a little bit <laughs> a little late. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it, it, it has been pretty handy. Thank you. That's terrible. Carmen says. <laughs> Sorry, hey. You get, you get, you get used to it hanging out with yeah. us. Hang out a little bit longer. I'm sure you'll be popping these jokes your own self. It's, I... Uh, we try to keep it loosey-goosey after these battles. You I'm know. sorry. I, I just, I felt so useless during that combat. I, I, it gets no, to me. I saw, hey, don't, I saw you. That dagger thing you do is, how do you, is that an enchanted dagger? Is that a spell? Oh, oh yes. It's, it's enchanted. It's, uh, it was actually my, uh, my down payment for serving Darnaldi. I guess he had the, mm. the big orcish creature put it together for, put them together for me, but. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this was well before you. It'd uh, be a shame sir. if I killed you in your sleep for that dagger, but I mean, <laughs> oh, it's mean, just, just jokes. These are jokes. You get used to is, these in these this group. Just would be a it's shame. Just jokes. Sure would. As they're talking, um, the hedge roots, is what I'm going to call them, uh, on the southeast side, start to go back down into the ground, and as I'm walking towards the northwest side. So as it's going down, coming down close to me, a few roots stand up, and as my bark on my skin starts to fade, I try to see if there was any residue left from the creature that was just banished on the roots. Yeah. Uh, it, no. I mean, there's, there's okay. nothing there that would make you think to even look even closer. It just looks like it was made of mostly air and uh, wind, and it's, it's gone now. Okay. Then I touch one of the leaves, and then I let the roots dissipate into the ground. Okay. And I'm back to being me. And as you guys just kind of start t- making your jokes and uh, the uh, kind of talking, and, and Gwendolyn f- kind of puts away the bark skin and, and the, the roots and the vines that had joined her for this battle, and uh, Carmen tucks away his daggers, you begin to notice slowly these figures start to form again in the woods, just kind of watching you. They were gone. During that whole battle, they had vanished, almost fled. And now they're back and just kind of watching and not doing anything, not approaching, not seeming to flicker and kind of come in and out of existence here and there. Like I said, which as soon as you kind of settle your eyes on one, it vanishes and you see another one out of the corner of your eye. And just when you go to focus on it, it's gone and another one out of the corner of the other side. And they just seem to be your constant companions lately as you begin to settle in for the rest of the night. And that's where we'll leave this episode. Dang. I've been Don't. watching you. <laughs> Every, Every breath you, you take. Thank you for listening to this episodic installment of The Hired Swords. If you liked our show, tell a friend about us. And if you really liked our show, do us a favor and tell the world. If you want to keep up with us on all the behind-the-scenes goofs and gaffes, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Hired Swords. If you want to get a bit of our merch, you can find our shop at thehired.store. And again, thank you so much for listening.